Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Let me tell you what a hireling is. And he says, I'm not that. I'm not going to leave you when things get rough, when things get tough. I'm not going to leave you when you lose your job. I'm not going to leave you when you get sick. I'm not going to leave you when the economy goes down. I'm not going to leave you in the midst of a global pandemic. The Lord said he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he identifies himself once again as the good shepherd. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Bible study right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're going to have a wonderful time in Jesus tonight. And I'm excited that you are here with me to join me for this exciting series here in Psalm 23. I'm having a blast, and I hope that you are too. Tonight, we are in part number four of that series. So if you have not heard part three, two, or one, go back, take the time, and watch those. I believe it's really going to bless you. If you have the time, go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can find those videos there and a whole lot more, like links to our podcast, Roku channel, and so much more. So check it out, and I believe that you will be wonderfully blessed. All right, I'm ready to get started. I'm so excited. All right, so let's go. All right, Psalm 23. We're going to go ahead and read it first, and then we're going to go on and just dive right into it. All right, so let's go. Psalm 23, verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise God. Psalm 23. Awesome. Well, as you know, the last time we were together, we stopped in John the 10th chapter, looking at the attributes of the shepherd. Remember, Psalm 23 starts with the Lord is my shepherd. So for the last few sessions, we've been looking at the shepherd and what he does and, and who he is and what he is like, because understanding that uh, gives us the realization of how he uh, focuses on us and how he deals with us and how we deal with him. And it's, it's, it's been a great ride. So go back if you didn't hear it all. All right, but let's go ahead and start here in John the 10th chapter, because Jesus is talking about himself as the good shepherd. We started here last time, so we're going to pick up at verse number 10, and then we're going to go for, uh, further tonight. And if we get finished, we'll finally get into Psalm 23, verse number 2. I know it's, it's exciting. So we're just going to see. If we don't get there tonight, 
We're going to uh, try to get what well, we will get there on part five if we don't get there tonight. But let's look at John 10, 10 through 16, and we're going to go further. And this is how it reads. The Lord says here, the thief cometh not, but for to kill, rather, let me start again. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Look at verse 11. I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. All right. This is where we stopped last time. All right. So we've been seeing several people here. We've seen, uh, of course, the good shepherd. We've seen uh, the porter uh, further on in John 10. Uh, we've seen thieves and robbers. We see here the introduction of the devil here and what he's coming to do. And now we see, of course, we the sheep are in here as well. But there are just several characters, if, if we would say that in uh, John 10th chapter. Now we see the entrance and we're going to see this in verse number 12 of someone called the hireling, someone called the hireling. I love that word hireling. You know, a hireling was uh, is, is an old English word for someone that has been hired or someone that is paid to do a job. They're there to be paid to do it. This is a prob prob probably a day laborer type uh, person or someone that has simply been hired over a long term. But let's just say a hireling is someone that has been hired to do a job. So let's go ahead and read that in verse number 12. Oh, let's back up. Verse 11, back, verse 11 says, the Lord Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now, verse number 12. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. Now, let's talk about that for a moment. The Lord says, I am the good shepherd. In other words, Jesus is saying here that, and we've seen other texts of scripture that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He says that over and over again. He'll be with us until the end of the age. So he's saying that he's a good shepherd. He's the one who stays in the midst of danger, in the midst of chaos and confusion. He is there. He's not going to leave us. Then he compares himself or compares a hireling to who he is. He says again in verse 12, but an hireling uh, and not the shepherd, he says, but he that is an hireling, he, the person that is hired to do the job is not the shepherd. So let's, he makes that very clear. There are hirelings and there are shepherds. And then he goes further on down to discuss that. He says, whose own sheep are not. In other words, uh, the hireling does not own these sheep. Uh, he does not have any interest in it. He's only there for the money. Now, this is what happens here. Now, I love this natural picture that the Lord's giving us to illustrate a, a very spiritual truth. Now, the hireling is probably dressed like a shepherd and he is there with the sheep. A hireling is used uh, when the shepherd cannot be around. Maybe the shepherd, I don't know, is going into the market or again on some shepherd's convention. I don't know. But a hireling is there to watch over the sheep while the shepherd is gone. Now, 
The hireling has no interest in the sheep. He's only there for the month, for the money. So the hireling is going to make sure that the sheep are fed. Uh, he's going to make sure the sheep are watered. He's going to make sure that they stay in some type of enclosure. All right. That's his deal. He's going to do that. Make sure that the shepherd's investment is still intact when he gets back. All right. But if the hireling sees danger, he's out of there. He's out of there. Look at this. It says, it's starting in verse 12, but he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming. Let me finish reading this. Seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. Now notice something here. He says, the hireling seeth the wolf, the wolf coming. Now, you know, yeah, ooh, that. yeah. go on with yourself now. That's, that's a strange looking wolf. Go on. I'm not dinner. Get out of here. My goodness. In Jesus name, get out of here. All right. All right. Anyway, sorry. That was a wolf um, trying to invade our space. But anyway, when the hireling sees the wolf coming, scripture says uh, that he leaveth the sheep. Now, wolves travel in packs. They travel in packs. So um, I've, did a little, I've done a little research on this, and some zoologists will say that wolves, a wolf pack may consist of six to ten wolves. And there's always a pack leader, or we can say an alpha wolf, right? So if you see him, then you must know that the others are there. And wolves have a tendency to surround their prey. They have a ten tendency to surround them in an effort to devour them, right? So this hireling sees the wolf. In other words, he sees that alpha male or that pack leader and knows that there are other wolves around and he gets up out of there, doesn't he? He says within himself, oh, I know where this is going. They want these sheep. He says, hey, these sheep are not worth my life. I don't even own these. I'm out of here. And he leaves. Let's look at those definitions. So the word uh, leaveth, the Bible says that he leaveth the sheep. The word leaveth is translated uh, to send away. Of course, we know that to leave means to send away. He's sending himself away. But leaveth also means to disregard. It means to neglect. It means to abandon. So that hireling, when he sees danger, he will abandon the sheep. But again, the good shepherd does not abandon the sheep. He will never leave you. Jesus will never leave you. Neither will he forsake you. Glory to God. So it says he leaveth the sheep and he fleeth. Now the word fleeth there means to seek safety by flight or to escape safely out of danger. So he sees the danger and he's running. He's getting out of there. And the Bible says that those wolves come when they're no longer protected. The wolves come and catch away the sheep. In other words, the wolves seize the sheep by force. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever heard the horrible, horrible sound of uh, some type of animal being attacked or by devout or devoured by another. 
it's not a very pleasant sight or sound, sight or sound at all. And please excuse me, there's blood everywhere and the little, my goodness, I can about see this scene, this picture that Jesus is painting here. As that, as that hireling flees, those sheep are crying out. They are terrified because the Bible says again that the wolves come and snatch away the sheep and they are scattered. The word scattered there means, and this is a, a pretty lengthy definition, so to speak, so I'm just going to read it all to you. The word scatter there means, uh, it's talking about of those who are routed. The word routed means to, to be defeated uh, and uh, calls to retreat, right? Of those who are routed or terror stricken or driven by some other impulse, fly in every direction. So these sheep who are depending on this hireling, the shepherd is gone, they're depending on this hireling to keep them safe. The wolves come, this hireling sees that, that, alpha, that alpha male or that pack leader, and the hireling takes out of there. He knows what's about to happen. The sheep are terrified and they begin to run and they begin to cry out, bah, bah, bah. they begin to try to huddle in together. But when the wolf comes and snatches that poor defenseless sheep, the others, the others begin to run and scatter. They begin to run in terror. Oh, it's an awful sound and an awful scene. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Let me tell you what a hireling is. And he says, I'm not that. I'm not going to leave you when things get rough, when things get tough. I'm not going to leave you when you lose your job. I'm not going to leave you when you get sick. I'm not going to leave you when the economy goes down. I'm not going to leave you in the midst of a global pandemic. The Lord said he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he identifies himself once again as the good shepherd. Glory to God. And I'm thankful that Jesus is God. He is one with the father and he can be in multiple places at once. So he has no need to leave us with some hireling somewhere. Glory to God. Isn't that awesome? I love that. And he backs that up again in verse number 14. Verse 14 says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Jesus knows you. He knows you. And he says, you also know him. That's something special, isn't it? He knows you. He knows what you like and what you dislike. He knows what will push your buttons. He knows how, you know, the little curse words that come out of the mouth sometimes. He knows the mistakes we make. He knows our, our faults, our, our failures, our doubts, our insecurities, how worried we are. He knows the type of sin we get into. He knows, but yet and still, he has chosen you. Oh my God, my God. And he loves you apart from what you have done or are doing. He loves you. His love for you runs deep. He said, he knows you. If you are a sheep, if you submit it to his care, to the care of the shepherd, as we've talked about in verse number one of Psalm 23, if you submit it to that relationship of being a sheep under his care, he says, I know you. I know you. 
I see a name. I'm just going to say it. I see the Lord says, I know you, Brenda. I know you, Ali. I know you, Carl. I know you, Richard. He says, I know you. And he says, you know me. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus says, you know him. Glory say, Lord, how do I know you? Jesus says, you know me. Oh, I love this. This is so awesome, isn't it? Let's go on further. Look at verse number 15. He says, as the father knoweth me, even so know I the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. In other words, it is the father's will. It is his plan that Jesus would give his life on that old rugged cross, that he would die as our sin offering, the one who would take our sins away. Glory to God. It was the father's will. You know, we just looked at that uh, uh, on um, uh, another video. I think maybe this past Sunday and some of you will get a chance to see this coming up uh, in, in the message talking, the message that's entitled, I believe, The Sleeping Church. So you need to watch that. All right. But in that message, we talk about how Jesus was there um, at Gethsemane. And as he prayed before, this was the night before his crucifixion, and he prayed, Father, let not my will, but let your will be done. He prayed. He prayed. But, you know, he said, if it's your will, Father, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to go through this. But this is your will. And the Lord says, I submit to your will, Father. Because Jesus, oh man, but yet and still all oh God. And as we said then on that message, I believe that the most terrifying thing of the cross experience is not the hanging on the cross. It's not the, the thorns and the nails and the, and the whipping and the abuse and the betrayal. So there was emotional torment, mental, psychological, not to mention physical torment. But the thing I believe that the Lord Jesus did not want to see more than any of that was that at that point, as he became our sin offering, he would be separate from the Father. He cried out on the cross, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? The Father that is absolutely holy, absolutely holy, turned as the Son, as Jesus, became our sin, how he took on our sin upon himself. And he died for us. The Bible says in Isaiah that the punishment for our sin or the, the punishment, uh, Jesus, how, how Jesus was punished for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace with God was upon Jesus. He was punished for us so that we could have peace with God. That's, that's something. And Jesus says, you know what? I'll do this. I'll go through this process, Father, because I know this is your will and I submit to your will. And he did that for you and I. In the face of that danger, when that wolf came, that wolf of death and, and horrible things, Jesus says, I'm not going anywhere. I'll face it. I'll lay down my life for the sheep. And that's exactly what he did. And of course, he was resurrected to new life. Glory to God. He's alive forevermore. The Father says, or the Bible says that he he sits now at the right hand of the, of the Father, right hand of God, making intercession for us as our high priest. Glory to God. Woo, he's praying for you. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Let's get back into this. And so 15 says, as the Father knoweth me, even so, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Look at verse 16. And other sheep I have, 
which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice. That's very important. They shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. He says, so I have other sheep. What are you talking about, Jesus? What are you talking about? Which are not a part of this fold. What are you talking about? Well, understand Jesus was speaking to the Jewish community. The Bible says that he came to his own and his own received him not. So he was talking to the Jewish sheepfold. But he said, I've got other sheep. Us, the Gentiles, glory to God. He's talking about us. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. And he said that he's going to bring us all to one sheep. I mean, to all to one fold, one sheepfold, Jew and Gentile together in one body. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's going to be one fold and one shepherd. Jesus, Lord of all. Glory to God. He said he's going to bring us together. This is awesome. And he said, uh, they will hear my voice. You and I have heard the gospel and we have believed that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God. He is the shepherd and bishop of our souls. We have heard him and we followed him. The Bible says that uh, uh, they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Now, this goes on down a little bit further here. Uh, doesn't look like we're going to get back to Psalm 23. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. Be patient. Praise God. I'm enjoying it. And I hope that you are too. Praise God. Look at John 10, verse 25 through 30, as Jesus continues on. Now, as the Lord is talking about him being the, sh how he is the, sh uh, the shepherd and how he's going to provide for us and, and take care of us and, and how the enemy is the thief and all. In the hireling, he's talking about all that stuff. And of course, some of the religious leaders are not liking Jesus at all because they don't believe in him. They don't believe in his message. So they begin to come against him. And look at the Lord's response here in verse 25. And as we go on, Jesus says here, the Bible says, Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believed not. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. Look at verse 26. But ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, he says, you don't believe me because you, ye are not of my sheep. You're not one of mine. So you don't believe me. That's <laughs> just powerful, isn't it? But if you do, if you are one of his, you will believe him. You will hear his voice. Look at verse 27. I love the way he brings it in. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Glory to God. So uh, here's another point that we can always pray and confess over my confess over our lives that we we can say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that I am your sheep. And because I am your sheep, I will hear your voice and follow you. Glory to God. I will hear your voice and follow you. And that is so important in this day and time right now. Let's go on a little bit further. Verse 28 says, now we get some confidence and some assurance in 28 through 30. Let's look. The Bible says, and I give unto them eternal life. Jesus says he gives his sheep eternal life and they shall never perish. Glory to God. He says, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Talk about security. You're not, the, the devil can't come and 
take you out of his hand. People can't come and take you out of his hand. He says, you hear his voice, you have, he gives you eternal life and you're never going to perish and nobody can take you out of his hand. Look at verse 29. He says, my father, which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Verse 30, I and my father are one. Now understand this. This is something very peculiar. You see this in some translations, but not all. Look at verse 29 again. He says, my father, which gave them me. I love that. Some translations say my father, which gave them to me which gave them to me, which gave them to me would mean that we are sheep. And the father said, here, Jesus, here are these sheep, here are these lives, these people. I'm entrusting you with them. Here you are, Jesus. You take care of them, which sounds wonderful. And I believe that is the case. But look at the text here in King James. The Bible says, my father, which gave them me. In other words, the father said, sheep, world, I give you my son, my God. Can somebody, somebody already heard that, right? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Lord says, my father, which gave them me, God gave his son for you, to you, glory. He said, is greater than all. And no one is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. When you give your life to Jesus, you can be assured when you become a sheep in his sheepfold, a sheep in his pasture, when you declare, Lord, you are my shepherd, you are my Lord, you are my savior. When you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, the Bible says that no man can take you out of God's hands. You are secure in him. Glory to God. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, what do you mean? You mean if I can come in and come into some church and I give my life to the Lord, then I go back out and, and act like, act like a devil, act like some demon and do all this stuff. You mean God's still going to take me in? Well, let me tell you, let me say, let me answer that question this way. If you can give your life to Jesus and still go out and act like a devil, I would say you didn't give your life to Jesus. <laughs> once you meet light, once you meet love, your whole light changes, your whole life changes. Now, I didn't say it would change overnight, but I'm telling you, as the spirit of God comes in, the Lord changes you and recreates you and he deals with you. And I'm telling you now, the person that you were before, you'll see as you walk with him, as you get closer and closer to the light, you'll see all of that darkness begin to fade off of you, right? You know, it's just science or physics, right? The closer you get to the light, the brighter your life becomes. And the closer you get to the light, the more darkness goes away. <laughs> Glory to God. The closer you get to him, the more you walk with him, the more you become like him. And the more you become like him, then less and less and less you'll sin and do all these other crazy, crazily things. All right. So all we got to do is walk closer to him and be with him, spend time with him. 
And the more time you spend with him in prayer and in thanksgiving and in the study of his word, again, you become like him. You take on his characteristics because he's real. Our God is real and he loves you. Hallelujah. Well, looks like our time's about gone. Didn't get to verse number two, but you know what? Let's try to sneak there. Can we try to sneak it? We'll get back to it again on next week. Let's just try to sneak a little bit in verse two, okay? So let's go back, Psalm 23. Just gonna do a little bit, a little, little, little bit. Are you with me? You still there? Okay, all right, here we go. Let's go back, Psalm 23. Uh, I enjoyed John 10. Did you enjoy that? That is awesome. That is awesome. All right, so Psalm 23, verse number one again says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse two, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Now we're going to stop there. I'm not going to go through the entire thing. We'll keep some for next week. But look at this. He leadeth me, rather he maketh me, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Let me just say this. Uh, The phrase maketh me to lie down means to, it's not just lie down in, in a bed, although that's not in, it's not wrong, but there's another dimension to it. The word, that phrase, making me to lie down, means to stretch out. It means to stretch out. I mean, all your, I mean, you're all out there. You're stretched out, arm to arm, leg, leg, you know, you're all out. You're stretched out in green pastures. Now, the word green, I love this, the word green uh, denotes, denotes uh, prosperity, right? It denotes abundance. And the word green in Hebrew here uh, means new grass, new grass. I love that. Uh, and it means young, young grass. I mean, it's a, a prosperous field. Now, if he said that he, made, he made us to lie down in brown a brown pasture, that's something completely different, right? That's something that is not living, uh, you know, something that is destitute, but he doesn't say that. He says he, he makes you to stretch out in a prosperous ground. That's what he's talking about, in a prosperous area. He said he makes you to lie down in green pastures. The word pasture there means an abode. It does mean a meadow, yes, but it means an abode. An abode is a home or a residence. Somebody's getting me. You getting that? A home or residence. It means a habitation. So he causes you to stretch out in a prosperous residence, in a prosperous habitation, in a prosperous home or a prosperous place. He causes you to stretch out. Now, we're not talking about resting here just yet, because the next part of the verse talks about the resting leading beside the still waters. This talks about you occupying a place of blessings. Oh, my goodness, did I tell you? This talks about you occupying a place of blessings and you stretch out and you notice how the word says that he maketh me to lie down in green pastures, S, 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 which means that as your shepherd, he leads you to those pastures and he says, stretch out here, stretch out here. In other words, we can say invest over there. Hallelujah. Uh, There's a prosperous place right there. Sit down over there, stretch out, stretch out, make investments over there, make investments over there, invest your time with that place. Uh, It's not just money things, but it's relationships. 
It's other opportunities that he, that he's leading you to where you can stretch out, where you can be yourself. Glory to God. Not all balled up, but he says, stretch out, stretch out. I've got something to show you. I've got some, something green, something new, something abundant that I want to share with you. Oh my goodness. And I guess that's where we're going to stop this week. I'm just loving this. So I thank you so much for joining me. My, 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 we've had a great time tonight. All right. So what are we saying? I'm saying make sure you join me for next week for part number five and go to our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message in the entire uh, series. Check out our podcast and other resources at the website and be with me on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to continue in our series here on Sunday morning. Uh, And don't forget, as you're on the website at kingdomrock.org, make sure you leave us your prayer request. And let me pray with you. I'd love to pray with you. That's one of the things I love doing. I love praying and I love praying for you. So I would consider it an honor if you would allow me to talk to the father for you or rather with you. I'll pray with you. I think that's better. All right. Well, until next time, remember Jesus loves you. And so do we choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you on the next time. Bye bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.